Clear Tai Chi Mastermind Meeting for Friday, May 5th of 2023. Uh, and with us today is me, Richard Clare, your resident host, Matt Holker, the regional organizer for Maryville, Tennessee, outside of Knoxville. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Thank you. Art Don in Maryland. He's going to tell you where. Hi, I'm in Greenville, Maryland. That is 10 to 12 miles east of Washington, D.C. Welcome, Welcome everyone. Sheila Bell in Costa Rica. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Balance Ideal Tai Chi, and here in Tropical Paradise, Guanacaste, Costa Rica, is the northern Pacific region. I have classes in Plaza Coco and in Bavaria. Welcome. Philip Chan in Columbus, Georgia. Hello, all. Mark Mashad in Central Michigan. Hi, uh, yeah, it's... Uh... Midwest Michigan covering the Grand Rapids Lansing area. Welcome. Harry Legg in Verona, New Jersey, outside of New York City. Thank you, Sifu. Great to be here. Yep, just about 15 miles away from Manhattan um, in Verona. And uh, we also have another instructor, Paul Shansky, who's about a half hour from here in New Jersey in Fairlawn. Thank you. Good to be here. And Ty Talbert in San Antonio, Texas area. As soon as he can figure out how to unmute himself. There, there we go. No, no. There we go. Hello, everyone. Um, as he said, I'm in San Antonio, Texas. More precisely, I'm in Converse. The school is Warrior Tai Chi. Love to see you come out. Welcome. All right. The topic today is uh, for the Tai Chi Gathering 2023, and it is the four levels of chi in the body, uh, both individual and partner work. And Sheila is going to talk to us about all that and stimulate our minds and questions about all that. By the way, before we begin, the uh, if you have not made your arrangements yet to come to the Tai Chi, Clear Tai Chi family gathering, the first week end of June, um, make your arrangements now. Go to Tai Chi Gathering. Stop what you're doing. Put this on pause. Go to TaiChiGathering.com and do that. If, by the way, if you missed the one that's coming up, for 2023, we are doing it again next year and the year after and the year after. And TaiChiGathering.com will always be updated. Uh, usually in the summer, you won't be able to find it. So in other words, June is when we have the event. So there's June, July, August, but then by September or so, then it should be where you could sign up for the next year's gathering. Um, and so TaiChiGathering.com, it's a lot of fun. It's great food. I know because I picked out the food for the banquet myself. The uh, It's lots of uh, push hands and, and um, great entertaining and interesting and stimulating uh, teachers teaching different aspects of the art so that you can get some insight into that and the uh, you need to be there so it's taichigathering.com and the, the topic that Sheila is going to teach at this year's gathering is the four levels of chi in the body and how to access them feel them and how to work with a partner on them Take it away, Take it away. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so um, basically we're starting out today. Everybody on the call is, uh, you know, familiar with chi and, and we, you know, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the, the whole topic of what is chi and whether it's real or whatever. <laughs> if, if we have listeners that are on the fence a little bit, hopefully they'll have an open mind about it. But uh, basically if, she's defined as energy, 
then, you know, that's all around you in the universe in many different forms, all different kinds of vibrations. Um, but basically we're starting out, everybody on the call is, is used to working with that. Uh, if you're in the clear Tai Chi system, probably you're feeling these things. So like, what's the purpose of, of this discussion today? Um, how do we cultivate it and how do we learn how to use it purposefully, right? So, but uh, the direct and specific functions from chi and benefits from chi in body. For the class in the Tai Chi gathering in June, I'll be teaching everyone methods for themselves solo and also with partner to become more sensitive and adept to work with chi in your body. And in case you're not familiar, what are the four levels that we use in our system? The exterior level, you may be uh, familiar with these sensations, um, starts at the skin and a few inches above the skin. It's known as the Wei Chi field or also known as defensive Chi. And right. it's what most people feel at uh, first. You know, it's what you, what you may become aware of as being something kind of different. Um, nevertheless, you've probably also felt it, even if you've never done Tai Chi, okay? Just maybe not identified it with this name. Um, for example, the energy ball that we use in Tai Chi and also our diagnostic process for Pakong uh, when you're starting out is um, in that Wei Chi field, the defensive Chi. Going the next layer deeper, just below the skin, um, you may be familiar with this. It's the meridian field and it's where acupuncturists work, right? You may also have felt this on your own body if you've ever found a spot that's a little tender. Um, just by rubbing on that, you're doing you know, self-directed acupressure. Um, that's the level that we're talking about when we refer to the meridian field. And it's kind of like a highway system and you can move chi around your body through on that level. Uh, and it's obviously there's an entire field of Chinese medicine dealing with that that level, um, which by the way, the points, the points are actually where the meridians come kind of up to the surface. So the meridian field itself is a little more extensive than what we think about when we talk about the points, because the points are just where that field sort of rises to a point that's more accessible to being accessed with a needle or massage. Um, so deeper than the meridian layer, we found um, the, the yin chi field, which is also known as nutritive chi, okay? And this has to do with uh, things that flow. So anything related to the blood, the digestion, the air, all the organs, the way the organs work and they produce different substances, which then flow to other parts of the body and all this sort of, so things about metabolism and all the life functions that your body uh, undergoes. And then the deepest layer, is known as the marrow field. And this is found bone inside marrow. the bones. Say again? Bone marrow, bone marrow, yeah. Bone marrow, yes, bone marrow, exactly. Most notably in the femur, that's where you have the largest amount, uh, but also throughout the entire skeleton. Um, everyone on this call practices the bone marrow washing. So we have to become familiar to be able to target that and, and do that uh, practice correctly. So as with any system of classification, the purpose of these divisions is to be able to reference and to remember and to have some order, you know, 
about it in your mind. But we also find that these groups, these groupings can be very useful um, for different kinds of aspects of functions. So I've mentioned a few already, but the discussion today will be much richer going beyond my own experience to everyone on the call. Um, so region organizers and CP Clear, uh, if you would like, I would like to hear from you um, with respect to this topic. For example, um, if you find yourself working with one layer more than the others, if you kind of have a favorite, so to speak. Um, if there have been any aspects in your work where you've been surprised by information from one of these layers, and whether they're health or martial applications that stand out to you. I could start <laughs> if you like, I have a little story. <laughs> I think it was, it may have been the first time actually that I ever came to uh, a workshop that we were going into the bone marrow uh, washing practice together and and we actually had done it and we were finishing up. And then Sipu Clear asked if anybody had questions or observations about it. Um, I had actually been feeling something that was in my mind, uh, unusual, different, just an interesting observation. So I said, well, this is what's happening with me. And I'll never forget this because that was like my first introduction to this thing about the different layers. When you transfer from the washing that goes through the trunk and then you're going down into the legs, I felt like a change in the velocity of the way that she was moving into the body. Whereas in the upper body, it was more like the same rhythm as breathing, like the way the air moves in and out of the lungs, that kind of speed. When I transferred down into the legs, everything slowed down. And so I asked about that. And you answered that it was because we were going from that superficial layer down into the, marrow, the bone marrow layer that you could observe a change in the characteristics, in the velocity, in the, you know, the way that that energy is moving. As far as noting differences and the basic energy feeling of the different layers, um, one I've noticed is in the bone marrow chi, it, it feels, and maybe because it's in a more constricted space, but it feels denser, um, almost more more solid, so to speak. And I found, um, well, maybe related or not, but if I'm particularly focusing on the bone bone marrow chi and rooting, and send the bone marrow chi energy into the root downward that it helps solidify the root, so to speak. It helps make the root that much stronger. So that's just one example I found of uh, a different aspect of one of the layers. Good, thank you, Art. Anyone else ever? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, to, to what you and Art I just mentioned I, I you know I I haven't explored it that deeply but I definitely have noticed that martially when you do some of the bone marrow exercises if if I if I start striking a bag or if I start uh, 
you know, pushing or contact flow, the with the bone marrow, it, it just feels like you're, you know, you're hitting somebody with a lead pipe as opposed to just a loose, you know, loose arm or a, a loose body. So they're, you know, I guess martially, uh, does this transfer over uh, a lot? Uh, yeah, each of the levels has things that they do. Um, I would say the Wei Chi quite a bit more and the bone marrow, obviously, for the effects that it's giving you in terms of the bone marrow washing and the iron body type that comes from it, the steel wrapped in cotton. Um, but even having an activation and, a, and a, an enhancement to each of the levels, each of those layers, each of those levels of Chi is going to translate into health and then strength of what you're talking about, where it's got that steel wrapped in cotton quality. And then also, um, like in the case of the bone marrow washing, where it makes your bones very pliable. So you're more resilient that way as well. And so it's, it's a health thing, but it also then will translate to what your body's able to do and how it's able to do it for self-defense and other things. I think too, that there's a big factor of um, when you're getting like whole body connectedness, like if you're doing whole body breathing or you're just trying to become more aware of all the different parts of your body. If you know about these four different layers, you can, you can sort of check through all the different parts in layers like that. And you're gonna get a lot more information and, and feel more connected. And so obviously that's great for health, but you know, if that helps with your stance and your your delivery in a martial respect, then obviously you'll be more efficient. Uh, thank you. Thank you, guys. I've got a few experiences. Uh, by too, the way, but... that's Jim Kelly. He is the Boca Raton uh, regional organizer for Clear Tights. Thank you, sir. Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> I, uh, I have a few experiences that I can uh, share with some of this. Um, obviously, we're in the Wei Chi field a whole bunch for our Fa Gung healing method. Um, however, uh, there, there was an interesting uh, situation where we had one of our uh, students sitting across the table from me at a restaurant, and I've got Sifu Clear sitting right next to me, and this student had a blockage. Um, it was in their, their right shoulder side of their body, um, it's been a little while, so the details on that are a little fuzzy. But I went into the uh, Wei Chi field and couldn't fix it. Went into the Meridian field and couldn't fix that blockage. And Sifu said, you have to go deeper. So he coached me from across the table into getting into the bone marrow of this person and then pushing that blockage out from the uh, the bone marrow and then that energy could be brought together uh, with the mind and that was a pretty remember if it was a push or a lead normally you'd want to lead it out like you do you set up a thing where you're going this way and it wants to come with as opposed to pushing it out you remember if it was a leading situation i, re I remember you telling me to get underneath it and kind of push or bump it out so that yeah because it was deeper um, yeah. that's what I remember at least. Um, but th that was uh, definitely, it may have been an, it sounds like it may have been an impact trauma, which is how that method would kind of work. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that, that was really neat. Now with, uh, pushing hands, uh, 
There can be times when uh, you reach into someone's bone marrow and there's a level of seizing that that certainly does. And it works against uh, certain other skill sets that people might want to try on you. I am not forever reaching into people's bone marrow, but there's time to do that. And then one of the things that you want to be able to do is how quickly can you get into someone's bone marrow when you put hands on them? And when you're first learning it, it can take a while. And it's always, it's always deeper than you think before you're really truly there. So that's, that's what I tend to find with uh, my own training and with my students. Um, and then I have, I have a question. So uh, we've been talking um, you know, uh, for a while and, and Sheila's presenting at the four uh, levels of chi, um, but in some of our um, healing training, there was also the etheric field, which was six to 10 feet away from a person. Where you so could, what most people would call the aura, yeah. Yeah, so would that be considered a layer of chi as well, or is that I mean, layer, it's an energy field. Yes. And okay. so if you take chi at its basic translation, which is energy, okay. right, um, then yeah. Okay. But there are other ones, and that's one of them. Okay. Um, but it's, it's on, on that, it, it tends to get, once you get, from my mind, for most of these layers, once you get off of the Wei Qi, Wei Qi, and you start going further out, it's more like it's one thing, but it's uh, sort of like if you poured oil and water and maybe a different quality of oil and they separate out and there's these layers, right? Well, as you're going through layers, it's, it's there is a difference from one layer to the next. At the same time, there is this mix that's going on in there too. So it's not like you, it's not like it's one thing and then something very, very, very different and then something very, very different. It's more like just grade of depth. Okay. And then different uh, kinds of information will hang out at the different layers um, just because it's more easily in that space. A lot of better way to put it. Uh, way Chi field close like that. If you're trying to feel somebody's emotional, mental state it's not as much going to do that versus the aura contains that information pretty readily. Yes. And so it doesn't mean you couldn't get something in the other layer that was really mostly hanging out in a different layer. Um, but if you're really trying to pick up on a certain kind of information, ideally you would know what that, what layer that's mostly where that's mostly at. And you would just go to that because it's going to be more, much more direct and much, much quicker and more of it uh, normally. Thank you. And we just got uh, training in that last week at your advanced Fagung. So that was uh, was really nice to have. Thank you. Yeah. Sifu, a uh, follow-up on that question in that um, I've been playing with um, expanding out the field exactly what animals are on my property, especially at night, because I have had the ability to feel people, especially if they are negative um, feelings towards me. I was thinking I was expanding out my Wei Chi field. I guess I'm not. Probably not your Wei Chi field. Almost certainly like your auric field or some or one out past that. Okay. Is there something past the, that, that field that I would be using? So, yeah, I mean, you start getting into like uh, your spirit and that kind of thing. That's going to be further out there. Okay. <clears throat> Or 
Strike Field, has, amongst other things, has a little more of an emotional, it's a more of an emotional layer and your psyche, that's your immediate present fear psyche versus if you have your, your spirit thing, that's another one kind of out there. Okay. So, yeah. Some of those I don't have like the, the Chinese names for and all that kind of stuff. I just know it's because of it. Because it's like the aura is actually a common, you know, most people, if you said aura, whether they know what it is or can feel one or see one or not, that is something that is common in our society. And so I actually know more about it because of that. I have heard, had specific training on some of it, but not, not in depth particularly. I've more focused on the ones that have to do with the, like these four and inside the body in the way that a body worker would be interested in those things. Um, yeah, and I have been working more on the auric field. The one that has to do with the spirit, I don't think about it like the spirit layer so much of energy and yet when you're doing that kind of work especially with the teachers where i've been taught that kind of work you are you do end up doing that i just don't think of them as a layer when i'm actually working with it but it is an aspect of a layer like a type of a layer type of a of a field distance for where it normally hangs out trying to think of good wording to explain but i think that'll have to suffice for the moment well, and it's interesting to see this crossover between the four layers of chi in the body and then what Ty, what we're referring to uh, in your practice has more to do with like the levels of the roadmap. Okay. So how much crossover can you experience between those two things? Looking at these four different layers of chi from a physical or an energetic or a mental, et cetera, et cetera, right? As you go up different layers, the different levels of the roadmap. Yeah. So that's that's one of the things that got me interested in this topic. And the, and the bigger spirit part goes to what I tend to refer to as there is a local component, but it does. There are aspects to it that I call that I refer to as not local, non-local. Um, it has to do with our spirit. That's that you know that's different than our body. That our spirit occupies our body, but there's more to it than just that. By a bit, by a lot. But that is a few levels up the food chain from chi. Uh, we're <laughs> well, it's all energy, right? It's all energy, but the uh, but the four levels of chi in the human body typically we're we're to, we're yeah. getting into in in clear tai chi and like the second stage of the training, um, and then shen and spirit. That's that's a little higher up there the food chain. Higher up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, I will share. I, I don't know if this is in the neighborhood of kind of what you were looking at, but I I find it uh, I find the whole subject of uh, you know energy and energy manipulation, especially like for health and healing, I find that just fascinating. Um, I admit that when I was younger, I really did not believe in that. It just did not make any sense to me at all the way that it was explained. Um, and only when I got a real education in it and a good explanation of it from see for clear and feeling it sense. and feeling it and actually having the direct experience of being able to feel it and use it and getting the feedback from partners and all that. Um, I mean, that's, that's what we'll be up to it. But the, and so the, the fogung and all the work we do in the Weichi field, I find that just over the top fascinating. I think that's a, just a crazy, awesome, like exploration of human energy interactions and like what is possible with that. Um, and I'll probably never get exhausted with that. 
But lately, I have also been starting to notice the like meridian systems in my body in a weird way where I this may have been happening to me my whole life and I just never paid attention. But like recently, I'll find like I'll be doing something and I'll have it like an itch on my arm and I'll scratch the itch on my arm and I'll feel a corresponding point like somewhere else on my body light up as I'm scratching it, like so, like a completely unrelated like a spot on the bottom of my foot or something like there's, there's somewhere else on my body that when I touch here, I feel it here. And, and, um, and those, those connections that are, that are inside of us like that, uh, you know, are not, not intuitive exactly. Um, and they don't make a lot of sense, but they are there and you really can feel it under the right circumstance. Um, and that, that, side of things and the meridian level of chi and those connections and how we can kind of self-manipulate that uh, has started to open up to me a little more thanks to the training that we've done and, and, you know, some of the sensitivity I've developed now, but that's, that's kind of my favorite new one to be playing with. That's, yeah, the, one when, um, that's the one where you, when you see it in my stuff, even though you haven't learned it yet, the personal reflexology method, um, which I got that, I, I developed that uh, when I was studying with Tyrone in the 19, about 1985. Okay. So you're finally back to where I was in 1985. Uh, almost. <laughs> so, yeah. We all, we all have our, our steps in progress. They're not always linear, right? But um, when I first got, you know, enough, unblocking, if I had enough clarity of movement within the meridians myself, I started feeling like what, when as kids we would call heebie-jeebies, right? Because like the meridians were just all lighting up and just flowing up and down is like, Wah! you know? And so then of course that toned down after a bit, but, uh, but I know the kind of thing you're talking about there where if you're also uh, becoming aware of something, maybe you didn't really have an itch. It was more like your body's like, hello, I'm here. And so then you go to that spot. And once you've rubbed or scratched, it's going to show you where the real issue is. This is connected to something else, which was actually the origin of what's going on in your body. Right. So that's where you're, you've gone to a new level of your body will tell you, like, you just have to know how to listen and how to, you know, what it means. Your body has many different ways of telling you what's going on, um, but you have to sense about yourself. One of the reasons I wanted to bring this topic to the gathering as well is because um, I noticed on some of my clients for healing that I couldn't get that good of a read. Like we're in the Wei Chi field. I couldn't get that good of a read. And because some of the first ones, I knew that they were practitioners of yoga uh, when subsequent people would come in and I would feel this kind of like just generalized smoothness all through the way she feels. I was like, do you, do you do a lot of yoga? Are you practicing yoga? And they'd be like, yeah, how'd you know? I was like, well, I mean, I'm just, yeah. So I figured out I have to go into these other layers and well, like, like Harry's story, you have to go deeper and figure out what's going on the other layers because perhaps they're doing some kind of practices where, you know, they're, they've got some good, you know, the, the blockages are not as obvious. They're deeper, they're on different layers, right? And so having discovered that, I, I would play with this more and more often. And I was starting to get really amazed about the, the kind of information I could find on the different layers. And um, 
you know, I came to realize that a lot of things in the Tai Chi Church system are showing me how to use these different layers, right? And and how to develop them. So that's, I just wanted to share that with everybody. So anybody have a favorite layer that they always go to? <laughs> something new that's come up for them in, 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 a, in an unexpected way? Gary, I saw you take yourself off mute. Oh, Art. Well, well she's... I was just going to... Oh, Harry, who's, who's well, going? she said favorite, favorite layer. And, uh, you know, besides bone marrow, it would, which there's lots of reasons to love bone marrow, uh, the way she feel just all the time. I've got students showing up and they've got some issue. And to be able to feel or manipulate the uh, the energy that's off in the way she feel for whatever condition they have going on is just incredibly beneficial. Um and, uh, and even for myself, my own knee hurts or something and, you know, affecting that or, or whatnot. So um, that, that would be my answer. <laughs> All right, what were you, what were you saying? Well, I was just, I was just gonna say, um, I wouldn't say exactly I have a favorite, a favorite field, but I like that there are these four fields and ac accessing each of them for the different benefits they can give working in different areas of the body. For example, you know, Harry said the, the way Chi field for diagnosing issues and the first step to sort of deal, you know, treating people, helping people. But I also like the, the, the Ying Chi field for, because it is so much of, of the body that um, it's, I, I just find that if I go into the Ying Chi field and look around that it, sort of activates everything, it stimulates the, the uh, uh, internal organs, blood, uh, blood system and uh, muscles and things. And, and just, um, again, being able to go into each of the layers has a lot of advantage and I'm glad to be able to learn that and work with the layers. Yeah, I'll never forget when we were all together at a workshop and Sifu was having us go in inside right and all of a sudden we had to pause the class because there was a line for the bathroom <laughs> yes <laughs> like well we got some activation going we'll just take a little break here <laughs> moved a few blockages for folks <laughs> yeah one thing I, I noticed in the past was the the four levels um you know, if you have um, like the, uh, the basic weak weight chi level, pretty good. It's easier to get the next level down and so on and so forth. And then when you get to the marrow level, there's a cyclical effect where you go back to the weight chi and it's way better. Yeah. So you get this yeah. kind of uh, like a ramping up if you, if you practice a certain way. Yeah. And that's um, that that you know knowledge of that phenomena or whatever is kind of built into the system. If you do the fogong or the level one tai chi or even the um, uh, even the push hands, um, there's there's marrow washing in it, which is that beginning of kind of 
the getting your mind into your own bone marrow and being able to distinguish that and being able to cause the and produce the kinds of health effects that the bone marrow washing practice is known for. Um, but there's also that, you know, the other, all the other layers, if you're doing the fogung, especially, you're going to be working a lot with the way chi field. If you're doing the, the Tai Chi program and the energy checks and those kinds of things, it's going to be in the way chi field. And so you're really kind of starting, um, even, even in the internal push hands, you're, it's a little more on the fascia and, um, and like body tensions and stuff um, at first, but the energy connections, you're going to be feeling for that. You're going to be feeling for whether that, whether your opponent has them on and how strong they are and where those kinds of gaps are. And it builds up to where, and you're doing the marrow washing in the very beginning, but it builds up to where you're using that. You're using the meridian systems and the fascia layers to control the other person. You're using their bone marrow. Um, you're, you're able to tie into their organ systems and like through the yin chi that way. Um, and it really, you know, all the skill sets really just kind of build on each other in that way. Um, and it normally starts with those two ends. It starts kind of with the, with the outside layer and the inside layer, and then, you know, building it in, in networking them together from there. The marrow washing, by the way, just on its own, like if you weren't going to do, if you weren't going to put hands on with anyone and uh, maybe you don't even want to do a Tai Chi form like every day, but if but you, you, know, you want some kind of internal health and the kind of stuff that comes along with that, man, the marrow washing is just an awesome, awesome, super healthy practice. It's a laying down meditation. It's like the least physically strenuous thing that we do. And it just has so many incredible benefits. Um, and it's that mind over matter kind of stuff where you're, where you're thinking about things and you're kind of feeling things in your body in a certain way. And it produces this physical result. That's undeniable that, um, that, you know, you're, you're not exercising for it. You're not, uh, you know, condition physically conditioning yourself for it, but you still get these results because you're doing this meditation. And so that, that alone, I think is just an amazing aspect of the clear Tai Chi system that, um, that, you know, more people should be doing. <laughs> yeah, bone marrow washing should be done every day for sure. Really good stuff. So uh, during the gathering, um, I'll be showing everybody how to work these different, these four different layers with exercises they can do on their own and also with a partner. Um, so I hope that it will be useful and that you can make some really interesting discoveries. Just, uh, it's just kind of gonna get some stuff organized in a hierarchy that um, you may know most of the exercises we're gonna do already, but it should give you more information and deepen the idea of what those are good for and how they can be used. One of the uh, conversations I had with a guy online some years ago was about being able to sense and feel some of these things. And he said, came back and said, well, it's like you're gonna be a human diagnostic machine. You know, and why, and why do that kind of a thing? And he was an acupuncturist and I'm kind of going, I hope you have the ability to diagnose and touch because the other thing is, is that, well, how many MRIs do you really want to have done, you know, with radiation and all the rest and x-rays and everything else. Um, and I'm, and I'm always an advocate if somebody's got a health issue, go get that done. Right. So it's not like I'm just relying on only the energy part. Um, although as you practice for these things on the health side, you start getting good enough at it that you can call it for what it is at the same time. If somebody's got something where it's, 
something you know that can easily be adjusted that way that's fine if it's something where it's a little more like you might have a broken bone go get the pictures and find out or get that set you know by a doctor uh, a western medical doctor kind of a thing. um anyways the diagnostic thing there is doable the trick is is that if you had to do it and do it and do it and now i'm doing it and it's you know five and ten minutes have gone past ah i've got some information and now i can use that that's fine for the healing side. It's not very good martially. You run it, you build it, and we all, everybody in our system, you build it so that it's instantly. So boom, as soon as I feel it, I've got the information. And now it becomes useful to you both rapidly and more and more intensively and more in depth on the healing side. It also becomes very usable to you on the martial, you know, for self-defense. Um, kind of stuff if somebody's grabbing me and i know they've got i can feel they've got some kind of an imbalance and i target that inside of them because i can feel it that's a lot bigger more bang for what you did than just trying to hit them somewhere where they're really strong um and so it's it's very useful that way and then it goes to all the high level stuff the democ and all of that um where you're really able to have those those more serious kinds of effects in case you needed that in a real situation it also very much goes to the uh, ability to neutralize and wash out Dimox and Take yourself from that. Of hits. Yeah, the uh, the sensitivity and the ability to manipulate the energy that way is is crucial to being able to do that in any kind of time. One of the things I remember was um, talking to you about just some of the experimentation I was doing with uh, another friend of mine um, that does other modalities and it was with tuning forks and this is absolutely nothing against anyone doing tuning fork work or whatnot um there, there were two points here uh, to make one was it was really neat to be feeling uh the energy of the person as we do with our fogong and then having the tuning fork validate what we felt so if i felt something in a spot and then put the tuning fork over the tuning fork would be like d right over the spot that we felt like whoa, whoa, that was too cool so that was neat but the, the other side of that is and again this is uh you know again not uh against anyone doing that sort of work um it's very valuable but you had said to me well that's great but what if you need to do this and you don't have your tuning forks with you or you're in a a, a, a room or a, a building or something where that's inappropriate you do want to be able to do this yourself with your own mind your own hands and whatnot so relying on an implement like that mm, you know may not be the best thing to do ultimately um, and that made sense to me and yeah I would rather be able to do things on my own and not have to rely on that but it was kind of neat to get that validation I think the tools are good and they're cool and they have things that they do and specifically do. And it helps people to have a, a tool, a mechanism by which to do things and, and all of that. Um, one of the things that got me to a fairly high level in certain aspects of these arts earlier on in my, tra in my career of training of doing this is that I did take the attitude very, very early on of, I wanna be able to do this. I had a, I had a, for lack of a better word, a battlefield mentality. 
I need to be able to do this when it's, things are really bad and I don't have access to anything else. And, uh, and um, it's just me and, and under bad circumstances and all that stuff. And so what does that involve? And so anytime I had a tool or a mechanism like that, it became, okay, how do I do this when I don't have the tool? And I was about that very, very early on in my training. Like you're very, very keenly interested. Like I'm probably not going to have that available right at that moment that I need it. So then what? And so I was always, and so I always would, would um, digress to that. You know, it was like, no, I need to be able to do this when I don't have those things. Oh, but this tool is so cool. I want to be able to use that. But first, make it, if, if possible, make it so that I can do this thing when all I got is me and my, uh, my mind and you know, body and two hands and, and that kind of a thing, because I'm probably going to need it when that's all I've got, um, you know, as best as, as best I can. Yeah, I find that to be true. If, you, if you're used to having a tool like that, whether it's, I mean, in my case, I like to use the oils, but a lot of people use stones. You have the tuning forks. There's all kinds of sound bath, you know, gongs, the Tibetan bowls, all kinds of great stuff. But if you can internalize that frequency, then you're able to use it, you know, from, from an organic, you know, just me uh, point of view. But then what I like to do with that, if I'm doing healing, obviously this is not for Marshall, but uh, if, I, if I'm doing a healing session with someone, then I can send the oil home with them so that they can sort of extend the benefits of the healing session by having that on hand because they haven't learned how to internalize it yet, right? Yeah, and an example I would use is that if you had a, you know, there's different screens, you, even your phone can have programs for it where you can pick up like, um, inf is it, what is it, the heat signature? The, it's not infrared when you're doing the heat. Yes, uh, it's infrared. Oh, it is infrared. Infrared where you're seeing the different heat layers and that kind of a thing. Or, and there's different kinds of screens where you can pick up different stuff. Well, ideally, I want to be able to pick that up with, without having to use a device, only because maybe I don't have the device. or at the moment when something is going on that is uh, that would show up in a field like that, I'm not realizing that I need that and using the device. And so I want to be able to pick up on it other with, with just my body and my mind, because it could be that they're getting super steam, like, ah, but they're not showing that. And it's not like I'm going to go, hey, can you hold still for a minute? Oh, good Lord, you're heating up over there. You know, but I'd want to be able to pick it up with my mind and go, oh, this person's temperature, they're, they're something that's visual there is, you know, expanding out there. What's going on here? You know, so I can at least be aware of it without having to use the device to, it's not like I walk around everywhere going, okay, what, are, you know, you know, what's going on over there, but I want to be able to take my mind and do it. Okay. Oh, there's a problem or, oh, you have a problem or, you know, whatever it might be. Right. But that, yeah. I, I love what you said, Harry, about using it as a validation device that that that, it, you know, that it helped to validate what you were feeling and really internalize that. Like, yeah, I did feel that it was a thing and there's physical proof of it. that's independent of just my thoughts or mind or whatever. Um, I love that. And I think that's a process of kind of awakening to the reality of this that almost everyone has to go through, um, you know, when they start doing this kind of energy work is there's some level of testing and validation that is required at first to kind of open you up to the experience of it where you're just able to kind of operate that way without questioning it. But um, 
And there's a lot of that testing and validation that's built into the like learning style for the fogong and the push hands and the other kinds of things that we get up to, um, you know, with this, with this energy work, which is why for those of you who may be listening at home who don't have the direct experience of this, that's why you're hearing everyone on the call speak with such confidence about what they're experiencing and feeling because we've all been through that process in a whole bunch of different ways. Um, and like two of my favorites to talk about are when I was first doing the healing work and not, you know, I was sensing stuff, but not quite so sure. Am I really feeling that? Or is this, is this on my head or what's going on here? And when I was able to feel qualities of energy on people uh, and, and determine that like this to me feels like kind of warm and dry and there's like a windiness in it or, so, or you know, other things, but, uh, but where I was able to come up with descriptors and then have someone else who I had not compared notes with in advance come over and scan the same person the same way. And they, they felt the same things. They came up with the same descriptors as me, like independently. That was a moment of like, wow, there's really something to this. There's, you know, anybody who's trained to do this and who's doing it is feeling the same things the same way. That's that to me, that was a level of validation and verification that I kind of needed to really go forward with it. Um, the other thing I love that we've done more on the Marshall side of things that uh, <laughs> that is a fun game to play is that um, we'll 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 take the quality of our energies and uh, and and put them into hits. And so we can have like a heavy energy in a hit or a kind of a float floating energy in a hit or a kind of an electrical energy in a hit. And we can put different kinds of flavors and expressions and energy patterns into our hits. And we train it to leave some of that energy in the other person. Well, what or to be able to remove it or to be able to remove it. For the healing and that's and that's actually what I was going to say is that one of the one of the more fun games that um, that I've played on this uh, you know in this neighborhood is that one person will choose an energy and put that hit into another person, and then the person who's received the hit has to move it and blow it out and expel that energy from their body. And then where it really gets fun is if you blow it onto a third person's hand. And where you could, where you're really landing the energy on their hand, not only can they feel it, but if they're sensitive enough, most of the time they can tell you what the quality of the hit was to begin with. If it was heavy, they'll feel, if it was like a heavy energy, they'll feel their fingers kind of get heavy. If it was like an electrical energy, they'll feel like a static buzz on their hand and they can actually feel the quality of the first person's hit, even though it never touched them. They just got the energy of it purely from the from the person who you know who received the hit, and uh, by playing that game and really talking about it with each other and going like, yeah, I, I, my hand felt heavy, and the uh, and the per first person says, yes, I was I I was trying to do a heavy hit. That's what I that's the intention that I had, and you can confirm those things. It really it makes it abundantly clear that this energy stuff is very real. <laughs> it it just is. And, uh, and, you know, I know that there is that kind of process of validation and verification that everybody needs, um, but start that journey if you're curious about it. Start picking up the training and start proving it to yourself uh, because there's, there's a lot there to be discovered and it's all very, very fascinating stuff. I'm guessing if you're watching uh, or listening to these podcasts and this one in particular, 
that you're probably open-minded enough if you've listened this far. But there are so many people, uh, unfortunately, when we talk about these things, they think, oh, woo-woo stuff, you're cuckoo, yeah, right, whatever. And if you if you just open your mind to getting yourself in a situation where you can experience it firsthand, you will see. But if you never do that, that's right, feel the energy. Um, but if you never do that, if you have that closed mind, well, you're probably not listening right now anyway, but, um, you know, or maybe you have some, you're listening and you're down with it, but you've got some Tai Chi friends who are just on the pugilistic side and blah, 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 and they don't want to hear anything about this. And they're all about Lee physicality. Well, you know, um, maybe you can get the experience and, and share it with them at some point, who knows, you know, but, uh, I, it, if you just like zoom, uh, just tune into what we're saying at that point there, uh, Matt, we can sound really crazy, uh, to some admittedly, but it's real. If you would ask me, you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago about some of this stuff, whatever, I'd have maybe have thought the same. But I do, I do get asked by people, you know, what kind of mindset should I have for this? And I'm like open minded and very skeptical. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an odd thing these days because most people associate skeptical with closed minded naysaying and it's a closed minded naysayer. And that is not the same thing as an actual skeptic. An actual skeptic is somebody that's going, show me. Yes. Let me see some evidence to that. Let me feel that. Let me. Let me see some validation of that somehow. You know, that's 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 different. And I'm not just going to be like, oh, cool, whatever. Ah, you know, this thing. But it's also not no, you know, because that is really somebody that's just made up their mind already. There's no skeptic there. They're they're a non-believer. They're 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 a non. They're a naysayer. Is the way to say it. The answer is no. Not not is that possible or could that be possible or how can that be possible. And if it is possible, what can I feel or what can I see? And how are you validating that? From You know, those are good questions and ones that ideally you would have for almost everything. And then as once you get past a certain basic level of it, then it becomes, well, what else is possible and how is it possible and how can I validate that? And if I can't, then maybe it's not a thing or what I felt might not be what I thought I felt. You know, because I'm feeling something doesn't mean it's what somebody said it was, it could be something else. And how do I test that out and see and, and really hone in on that? And as much scientific method reasonably as you can, that I'm all about that. Like that's been my approach to it the whole time. And I really appreciate that approach. If it's a naysayer, there's no point, like you said, why are you still here? If you're just going, yeah, unless you've got something that took you way, that really were experiences and understandings that give you a basis of knowledge, where you're just going, yep, I'm open to all that because I've already experienced and can see and feel some people have that naturally, some people train for it, some people have some of both. That's okay. But if it's just, oh, yeah, and they've got nothing and they can't feel anything and they're not really aware of anything, but just, yep, pour it down my throat, you know, because I'm I'm just going to believe it. No matter what, those people are a suspect for me. Yeah. Right? Yep, Phil. So I would like to um, underline what Harry was saying about the tuning forks. So one of the things is that to have the, the subjective experience of these things is really, really cool. I mean, and, and ultimately so much comes down to that. But to have physical instruments that measure things 
is very valuable. Absolutely. Because a lot of, you know, for scientists or people that are unexperienced, they will believe in, in a, a physical instrument, measuring instrument, more than your report. So it's a very useful tool. It's a very useful tool for marketing and also for teaching. Yes, I, I, I completely agree. And I will also say that there is um, among the uh, among the like the kind of confirmed naysayers, uh, the, the chi deniers is what I've taken to calling them. Um, one, one of the fascinating things that happens there is that they define chi as a magical mystical energy. And then anything that you do to scientifically prove your, your claims about chi, they're going, well, that's not magical, mystical energy. That's, <laughs> kind of energy. That's not chi. They've, so they predefined it as something that doesn't exist. And then anything that you do to prove that it exists, they say, well, no, that's a different, that's something else. That's something we understand. It's not that magic chi stuff. It's not chi. And, uh, and at that point, my statement on that is, okay, whatever that is that you're talking about is not what I mean when I say the word G. Right. The, so, yeah, so I think you're right. I think this mass, magical, mystical thing that, that you're defining somehow that I can't even wrap my head around, that probably doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have to remember that this, that the, uh, you know, the, the body of training around chi development and especially like in Tai Chi, it came at a time when we didn't have like modern chemistry or chemical analysis. We didn't have germ theory. Like there was a lot of things that we didn't know, but they made a lot of really accurate observations that we now are starting to catch up to and prove scientifically are the case. Like the fact that we have uh, uh, basically what they call the gut brain that is responsible largely for muscle memory that exists right where the Tai Chi people said your lower Dantian is, and that's responsible for muscle memory and the building of your body and the development of your physicality that way. The fact that we have this heart center that, it, that you know, we have a whole, there's a whole institute called the Heart Math Institute that all they do is monitor the energy fields around people's hearts and figure out what it means for their health and for their like and how to work with that and how to work with that and yeah no so you know they they can define what kinds of energies those are like brain waves you know they, that are coming out of our upper dantian in the tai chi terms but out of you know out of your brain we can monitor that we can see it scientifically but the fact that we can put a name on it that isn't chi for some people they go well see chi is nonsense well, I look at it and I go, you know, they made these incredible observations about the body and its energy fields and how all that works before they had any scientific means of verifying it, but they knew it was true. So what does that tell you? To me, it tells me that they were really onto something. Um, and then, you know, and then there's people who just want to say, no, nope, it's all garbage. But <laughs> I just can't dismiss it that easily, especially because once you start working with it and you start talking to people and you start doing, you know, getting your tuning forks out and running experiments, it is actually towards easy to verify that there is a reality to it. You, you have to be pretty closed off um, to, you know. Well, I define chi as anything that a physicist would say was, would say energy, like in the broadest sense would say energy, which is radiation and genetics and, and food, um, uh, what do you call the small particles, the 
nutrition, nutrition, you know, nutrients, yeah. nutrients and all this, um, and gravity and electricity and magnetism, you know, anything they would say that's energy, that's energy, that's energy, which is pretty much everything. Um, they would say it is everything, but that's chi, right? And then as soon as you try to add any other word onto there for just the general term, I think you've taken it somewhere already that that's not an accurate translation. Um, now, once you start saying what kind of chi, now you specify then, you know, whether that be again radiation or gravity or electricity or bio electromagnetism or whatever it is. Then, as you begin to, and then if there's a type of chi that we haven't got a name for, um, then we're only calling it chi because we don't know, we haven't defined it in that way yet. Although what I found in the in the most of the literature, as such as it is, that most of the types of chi that somebody could figure out, they're defined somehow. It's not all just left hanging out there. And so as soon as they're trying to, so if they're trying to get away from the energy, the broad concept, or when we're talking about a specific type of chi, um, and, you know, then the, and then the definition is designed to make it sound like some uh, mystical mumbo jumbo out there thing that you can't ever wrap your head around in a certain way in any way shape or form that i'm going that doesn't sound correct doesn't it's not correct to chinese medicine it's not correct to the study of qigong and those kind of things and so it's it's a that what they call the straw man argument you you've called it all these things so you can say that doesn't exist and i agree with you that doesn't exist so I would I would like to say it's reassuring that other people have dealt with as many close-minded naysayers as I have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, on the part, you know, if they're just saying I don't believe that exists, I found that that one's kind of easy to get past if it's really just that they think it doesn't, it's not the case. Because there's too many examples that you can point out where you go, there's this thing. You know, if we've got a pre-sure uranium here and we take the Geiger counter to it, you know, or any number of you know, 500 million other things where you go, there's energy there, right? And then they go, well, of course. Okay, well, that's what we're talking about. And a lot of times, like, but that's not, I don't know who you talked to or what they said or what you read or listened to or whatever. But if you're talking to me, it's going to be a lot more, you know, like the way I've, like the way I've, I've put it across here. Um, but if they're going, no, 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 it's this thing that I'll go, okay, you want to make it something that it's not. And then you want to say that thing that's not doesn't exist. You are correct about that. So who are you? So you can't be arguing with me because I just agreed with you. Who are you arguing with? You know, and what's that happened to me recently. I, yeah. I took some, I took some students up to the farm to do some Tai Chi on the platform up in the rainforest with a volcano. It was all very beautiful. And we finished a set and I said, I said, so you're probably aware of how your hands are feeling kind of heavy, like, you know, we really built up the cheese. So now we can use that a bit. And, and the one husband from one of my students who they, the couple, they have been friends for a very long time. So I was glad that he had enough confidence to really say what he felt. And he was like, but that's not chi. That's just because I've got more blood in my hands right now. And I was like, yes, that's yes. <laughs> it flows, right? It's <laughs> and so it was fun because he's an engineer. It was fun to have him be honest about what he's feeling, 
not wanting to call it chi and yet have that be the thing, right? Well, for me, if somebody said that statement, <laughs> maybe, they're, maybe they hung for a while and so the blood just dropped down in there. And so is it that? If it's that, then I'm saying, yeah, you held this position for a while and now the blood has, has pooled there or, or, you know, accumulate that some extra blood has accumulated there. But then if it's, if it's because they were doing stuff, the order of events as Chinese medicine lays it out is that your mind was doing this, that the chi in your body, the energy is following your mind and that the blood follows that. That's why there's blood there. But I'm not confusing blood and chi, just like I didn't confuse chi and your mind or blood and your mind. It's, there's an order of, of operations, and it goes by Chinese medicine uh, standard practice. It goes like this. Yeah. Yeah, but those kinds of conversations are, you know, everybody's got to start with the framework they've got and understand it in the way that they kind of best can right now. and as long as he's willing to, you know, and, and students like him are willing to kind of continue that exploration in their journey, they'll figure it out. It's, it's, it is, it is verifiable and it is testable and, uh, and, you know, curious people will find a way to verify and, you know, test and verify. Um, so, or you know, test, or test and go, it failed on all counts, you know, kind right. Of, right. Yeah. You know, but and why? Have, and why did if it if it's known to work and it's not working for you, where's the where's the problem matter? Where's the disconnect? What's what's missing? What's going on? Or what's what does everybody else have there that you don't? I, I will try to keep the terminology to a minimum and the experience to a maximum so that everyone can feel right. Because I think a lot of people get hung up on terminology and that's not really what it's about. It's about you know what is the effect of this? How can I feel it? And how do I use that? So. Uh, hopefully people can come and feel that and enjoy it yeah. and share. Well, and, and I want to also just say thank you to, uh, to you for, um, for having this be your discussion topic and for bringing this up at the gathering, because I think uh, honestly, the, the fact that we deal with four levels of chi gives it some of that kind of credibility and validation, at least for me, um, you know, when you, if you, if you, if you're one of the people who takes the approach of like, chi is this one mystical force in the universe, that's like life force. And it's this magical kind of separate stuff. It becomes very easy to go off into like la la land with that. But when you start honing in on like, no, chi is just energy. There's all sorts of different kinds of energy and different kinds of energies interact with each other differently. And you start looking at it from that perspective, it allows you to be much more of that Western scientific kind of mindset about it, like what Sifu Clear is and prefers. Um, and, uh, and by acknowledging that like, yeah, even in just the human body and just the kinds of ways that we're used to working with the energy of the human body, there's at least four different kinds of chi and layers of chi and they do different things and they interact with each other in different ways it starts to get you more in the mindset of like, you know, the reality of it, that, you know, it's all energy and there and different kinds of energies have these different exchanges and different effects in, in the body. And, and I guess the other thing I'd like to add is over time, we have, I mean, over time, scientists have developed more and more instruments to be able to measure more and more different things. Mm -hmm. 
So it's it's very, I mean, it would be very cool if at some point in time, well, maybe they have it and I just haven't heard about it, but I mean, to actually like to measure ye. To measure mine. And, and, and to, you know, and to measure where ye goes uh, on an energetic level, not only on a, like a uh, neural pathways layer, but also on a, on an energy thing. I mean, and that's certainly very possible. It's, it's, it's not something that's well-defined now, but over time we have just seen many, you know, our ability to measure many things that we couldn't do 10 years ago is certainly happening. Yeah. Well, neuroscience has got to be the one pushing the envelope on that for, for like measuring more mind intent and that kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So wouldn't it be cool to be measured to be able to measure Shannon with an instrument? <laughs> yeah, spirit uh, for that. I don't know if there's devices that would measure. I'm sure there's some things. In fact, I'm certain there are some things. In fact, one of the things that people don't realize because it's not commonly talked about here in the West is that for a lot of the stuff to be a Qigong healer, to be like a, an actual Qigong healer in China, there are tests that you have to pass that involve physical stuff. And if you can't affect the physical stuff, then you don't pass. And one of them is like a room for like testing shin, a room where you're locked in the room and you have to have an effect on whatever the device or the thing is outside the room. And if you don't, then you don't have it. Oh. I see who? Yeah. Yeah, today we've been talking about the four levels of chi. Um, are there like levels of Li or E? So if you ask me about a Li, right? And I was using muscularity, like, like tension, grabbing, or if I was using just skeletal structure, right? So it's two different aspects to Li anyways. And there's probably, I'm certain there's more than that. I'm not even thinking of it off the top of my head, but to categorize it that way. For sure. And then if you talked about E, I can't tell you that there's different kinds of E. There's a bunch of different things you can do with E that are very different from one. It's like, um, you know, it's like if we talk about a human being being mobile physically, I could skip, I can walk slowly, I could walk briskly, I could, I could jog, I could run, I can scrimmage. Um, I could, you know, like, like, you know, this kind of a thing. And they're all different things, right. In terms of, in terms of what we're explaining. And so I'm sure that there's that kind of a thing. The other one is, is that focused mind intent E is one kind of a mind application, but there's a bunch of other mind applications. Visualization is its own thing, different from the rest. Right. And, and so you've got visualization, you've got, um, in terms of doing something, you've got like mindfulness where you're taking in everything or observation. So you're not imagining it, you're looking at it and you're not doing something with it. Although that, although that we know from physics that the act of observing actually makes changes. Right. And so there's, there's a lot. And so sure, there are different aspects. So just like if we were talking about chi, is it the same base energy if we could somehow scoop up a handful of it? at Wei Qi, as opposed to meridian level, as opposed to Ying Qi, as opposed to what's in the bone marrow, 
it may be the same substance, but it's acting differently because of the area where it's hanging out. The Chinese also, um, it's an, I, what it does. It's kind, of a, it's kind of an odd way to put the question because E is like one aspect of mind in the Chinese. So it's not, so it, yeah, so it's not but that I there's meant, multiple. I think you meant E level. Yeah, but it's not that there's multiple levels of E or multiple like kinds of E. It's that E is one kind of mind operation. So like they, yeah. the intention is different from your thoughts, which are actually, it's a different word. It's so. And then that's different from your like heart mind, which is which is considered a mind, but it's like your emotional governing kind of mind. And so that's a different aspect of mind. And so they 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 do they do get into different kinds of aspects of mind and mind operations. But well, the West one we would talk about intellectual versus emotional intelligence. Right. All right, this guy. So yep. I was going to point out too that I mean again, depending on who you ask and what their background is, their terminology is going to be different. And we have things like brave wave, brain waves, you know, or you know, if you if you talk to a psychologist, you get a very different answer than if you spoke to a physicist, which should be a different answer than from a medical technician and this sort of thing. So um, the the human being likes to categorize things to be able to get like a structure that's easier to remember that makes sense and how it relates to different things. But depending on what your focus is, that structure can be quite different. And yet it still is about the same thing. We're still talking about the mind or we're still talking about the energy or we're still talking about the physical form. But the physical form to a ballet instructor will be expressed in a different way than a physical therapist or a weightlifter, et cetera. So. There's always going to be divisions just because that's how we like, we like to, you know, it's the reductionist idea of putting things into neat little pigeonholes. So don't get too hung up on it. <laughs> I think he was trying to ask, are there different, what I took from his question, from your question there was, is there different aspects at that level? And there are a bunch of them. So, yeah, cool. All right, anything else today? Nope, did we cover everything you had to cover? Yep. I'm thought? very happy with the discussion. I hope it was uh, a good experience for everyone. Very good, well, thank I you. I hope everyone. to see you at the gathering. For everybody listening in or watching at home, come experience this for yourself. Sheila is gonna be uh, doing hands-on uh, uh, exercises and uh, the solar exercises and partner drills to really give you a feel for these different kinds of energy in and around your body um, and how to work with them and how to develop them on your own. And that's just one of the uh, like dozen or so presentations that we've got for you at the gathering this year. So please join us if you can. Um, if not, sign up and get more information for the next time we're doing it because it's going to be uh, an, an, a, an amazing event every single year. Um, and so check it out, taichigathering.com um, and sign up if you can make it because, uh, the, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of great stuff in store. Um, Sheila's workshop, workshop is just one of the highlights. If you want more information on these kind of topics and whether you come to the gathering or not, and we hope to see you there. It's lots of fun, lots of great food, lots of great times, laughter, enjoyment, um, push hands. And Especially great food. If we had interaction mentioned. and exchanging. 
especially grapefruit. I made sure. <laughs> the, uh, but if you also want to see some more things about Clear Tai Chi, uh, we recommend that you go to clearmartialarts.com. And there's a lot of information there and different videos and that you can either purchase and watch online or get DVDs for and all that stuff. And so that's at clearmartialarts.com. We hope to see you. And thank you for watching or listening or both. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>